But I was fascinated by something I read about you, and I wonder if I got this wrong, because on the one hand, I read that you weren't married, and then on the other hand, I read that you were married and the, and the reason you got married. It was compelling to me, because I had a wife that stuck through me through a difficult time, and, and you, the quote was that you had a husband that stuck with you during a difficult time. So maybe you could clear that up for the audience, because I'm, I, they, they know you well, I'm I'm not uh, as versed on Real Housewives as I am business, right? So I was fascinated yeah. to interview you on the CEO side of what you're doing, uh, the technology side. But what what was the story with you and your husband? Or did I get that wrong? No, no, no. You were right. I mean, so um, whoever doesn't know me, I'm a stage four breast cancer survivor. I mean, stage four. Wow. Which means in stage, um, they told me I had terminal breast cancer that cancer was all over my body and they gave me three months to live. I mean, think about that. Three wow. Months. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it's like, I still to this day when I say it, it's like, wow. And this was literally two weeks before my wedding, two weeks. So, so I, mean, I did and, get that right. I did get that yeah, right. I want to hear right. this story. Yeah, no. So you got to, I mean, you can imagine two weeks. I mean, this horrible news. And you know what my husband said at the time, he said, you know, Rashawn, you have a mindset to beat anything. You never lose. You never fail. And you're not going to fail at this. We're going to win together. And you know what? It really touched my heart because, Hey, he could have gotten out. He could have got scared. He could, you, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He did it. He pushed for, and I got to tell you, I think even from that empowered me to be strong. And that is why I wanted to marry him. It's a compelling story. I, I read it and I thought, I want to make sure I'm right here because I was reading a lot about your background and it said you weren't married. So I'm saying this must be really old because the, the thing I was just reading was compelling. I was, it was really, I was really transfixed on it. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm not. So you're right. I'm not married. Um, I was married. But unfortunately, you know, didn't work out. Oh, I but did, we're friends. I didn't know that. Okay, what got you? Uh, I I know you've been on a couple of programs, but how did you end up on the Real Housewives? You know, uh, so my story. You know how I became the Warrior Coach. I mean, it's really how I became the Warrior Coach. Um, you know, going through chemo. Um, I used to go into chemo with like red lipstick fur coat and some pumps, like red heels. I was like, I am not wearing this red suit. I'm not wearing the scarf. Like I am not going to do that. And literally um, my doctor said, Bershawn, I want you to speak. I want you to speak at an event. And I'm like, me, why? She said, I want you to tell your story. You're so real. You're so honest. And I was like, me. And I remember to this day, um, I told my story at a BJ's, you know, Johns Hopkins rented out this entire BJ's. It must have been a thousand people there. And I just told my story. And I remember saying, I shouldn't be here today. And, but I am. And someone stood up and said, you are a warrior. Then everyone started chanting, you are a warrior. You are a warrior. You are a warrior. And that's how I became the warrior coach. Like really being a warrior to push through. 
A warrior doesn't mean that you beat it. It means that you push through. It means that you don't give up. It means that you keep trying no matter what. It means that no matter what people say, don't stop. And then I was like, wow, I am a warrior. And so what happened for me is I became to, I started to embody like mind, body, and spirit being a warrior. And that was my whole life. That's the journey of, you know, being married and being a warrior. And sometimes, because I had to live, think about it. I was married, I had to live. You know, he's going to work every day doing it. I'm trying to live. I have stage four cancer. I mean, that's a different thing. You're trying to live and go to work and make money every day. I'm trying to stay alive. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, those of you who are watching the show, just tuning in, we're, we're interviewing a living warrior. How often do we get to do that, right? Uh, someone who's overcome adversity, become a CEO in a very difficult environment. Um, I'm, I'm impressed. I got to be honest with you. The warrior message you send, you give, is, a, I think, incredibly important. I, in fact, I would, I would argue that you and I, you're, you're from a, a cancer survivor part, perspective, mine from a business perspective, um, I, you know, they've tried to kill me a few times in business, right? And, and, and they are trying to kill you in business, right? So I, I love the message across the board. You, you coach a lot of people. What do you like coaching? Who do you like coaching the best? Like what's the, the typical thing you like to coach the best? You say, this is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. You, you know what? Funny enough, business, because I'm a strategist. So what I do is I go into companies and I help grow the companies, turn it around wherever there's toxic uh, management, employees, bosses, CEO. Like I really go in. So what I'm good at is um, assessing. I'm good at psychology with people. I'm good at interaction. So it's so funny because let me tell you why business. Because most people think, excuse my language, their business doesn't stink. They don't think anything is wrong if they're making money, and they are totally wrong. The employees are upset. They don't feel like they're in a team player. The environment is toxic. So I go in and I turn that shit around, <laughs> like literally. Is there, a, is there a particular type of business you like to help? You know, no, I mean, I look, I've worked in the finance field, the tech field, the law field, advertising, entertainment, politicians, celebs. No, there's not. I, I would say, you know, I'm a business strategist guru. I don't think it's just one area because I what makes me special in what I do is human connection. Hmm. I know how to get to people at their core where most people don't. What was it like for you uh, prior to being diagnosed, though? Like, I'm wondering what in the heck happens. You you have one life pre and you have one life post. Did you do you remember the moment where you knew it was going to be different forever, kind of thing, or no? You know, yeah, I got to tell you, when I heard the news, and I went to my first chemo treatment, I went into the hallway and I said, God. I got on my knees and said, if you keep me alive, if you keep me alive and I'm meant to be here, I want to change the world. I want to be a vessel to change the world. I'm the vessel. I'm 13 years going on 13 years. So I'm here for a reason. And I, I believe no matter what in business, it's not about making money. It's about purpose. 
what's your purpose? So I think I found my purpose. When you were having chemo, did you ever read the side of the bag that said F5U? Did they treat you with F5U? Yes. Yes. Have you ever read the bag on the side about what it says if you touch your skin to it and all that stuff? No, I didn't read that. My, no. A friend of mine, his wife had a cancer, and, and he read me the side of the bag one day when he was with her. And I always thought to myself how brave you had to be because they tell you not to let it touch your skin, but they're going to inject it inside your body. Yeah, and I don't think ugh. people know how dramatic it, it it was to be for you on chemo. I don't know. How did it affect you when you were on it? Like, I mean, was it a, was it a, was it a, a massive battle or did you do well with it? How was it? You know, interesting enough, everything is mindset, right? So when you go into it and you feel, think you're going to be defeated and it's going to take you down, it will happen. So I went into chemo, like positive every day, drinking green juices, doing affirmations, running exercises. I had the chemo glow. I used to laugh. I was not going to get sick. So I wouldn't say it took me down. It made me tired sometimes, but I pushed through like a warrior because I said, this is not going to take me down. You probably have a, you probably have a lot of people that love that message. I I love the message. I think it, I think uh, if anything were to happen to anybody in my family, I would have them call you. I'd go, let's get Brashawn on the phone. I mean, honestly, because I think that the fact that you're here 13 years later and you went through it with a good attitude, I'm I'm sure there are days where you're like, hey, I don't want to be doing this. And who does, right? But um, that's powerful. I'm I'm overwhelmed by that part of it. I know there's a lot of questions that uh, that I'm I'm supposed to get to. Um, no, but I like you. It doesn't matter. Just flow. How you feel? I, I want to go back a little bit to the Real Housewives things. How did you end up on it? Like how how does that happen that you decided that you would you would even go on the show? Well, you know, look, um, I, I I I did something with Bravo earlier. Um, it was a talk show. Uh, and so that didn't pan out. And I think, you know, look, I coach women. I wanted to see if I can make it through, if it could work for me. I wanted to see my bandwidth. And you know what? The women aren't that bad. I mean, they're they're actually better than I thought. I ju- prejudged them, and I like them. And 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 I and I apologize. How long will the show run? Will it be one season? Will it be multiple seasons? When? How does the show work? Can you kind of walk oh, us through I mean, that? So I'm new to it. So this is my first season. I'm new to it. Wow. And how, how demanding is it? Like, are they around you all the time? Do you, do you shoot for a certain I mean, schedule? Sir, we shoot a lot. We shoot a lot and it's long hours, 12, 13 days. Yeah. All of it's shot in 12 or 13 days. No, 12, sorry, 12, sorry, 12 or 13 hours a day. Yeah. So it's a lot, it's a lot of work, you know, you shoot, but look, you know, it's a job like anything else. You do it, you go home, you're tired. Yes, you are tired. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I do like the women. (laughs) Over how long of a period of time, though, is it shot? Is it six months? Is it over an entire three to four months? Three to four months. Three to four months. I I, I have some friends that they're not friends, but colleagues that were uh, on the Real Housewives of Orange County. And it was kind of a big deal where I grew up there in Orange County where you knew what areas they were hanging out in and when they were filming and stuff like that. Is it like that for yeah. you in New York? Are you do a lot of people pay attention to you when you guys are on the streets or having to go to different shoots? Yeah, I mean you do Tribeca, you do, you know, Greenwich Village, you do Upper East. So people do know us, yes. 
Wow. It's fun. I think it's so much fun. So, see, you being a CEO of a technology company, and I'm told you're the first African-American woman CEO of a technology company. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the app. I mean, and you're trying to help people with mental health. Yes. Let's talk about the app. I'm fascinated by this because I know you can reach a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, we'll think about it. You know, um, I started this app called You Are a Warrior, the letter U R A Warrior, W A R R I O R, to help people, right? It's a mental health app for support, peer to peer support, coaching support. Think about it. We go through something. We're depressed because we are dealing with financial issues, uh, bad marriages. Um, we're dealing with abuse, physical and mental. We're dealing with being overweight. We're dealing with losing our job, bankruptcy. I mean, where do we really go to express ourselves and really tell the truth? Nowhere. Because people don't seem safe. So what we have is avatars. You can speak um, anonymous or you can be present as yourself. So it's going to be, we're going to have places where you can express yourself. You can chat, you can talk to a coach, you can hear motivational videos. And it all came about just me going through my depression with my cancer. But then, you know, I read a year ago, Elon Musk was like, I'm at the top of my game. I'm wealthy, but where do I go? Nowhere. And then my nephew, who was like 30, he was depressed saying, I'm going through depression. And then I knew someone who committed suicide. I, I said, let me put my money where my mouth is. Let me invest my money and build something so I can change the world and help people. Is the when is the app available now where you can download it and use no, it? No, no, no. So it's so it's available in July. Uh, we we uh, launch in July. You know, we're we're raising funds because it's really you know I, I I invested in it hugely, and we have some small people. You know, we're we're going through a, a angel round, seed round. Sure. But yeah, so it, it's it's been my baby because we need help. People are suffering in silence. And that's what I want people to not feel alone. After my first divorce, I went to a, I've been going to a therapist, the same therapist for 20 years. And I and I tell all my male friends like they're like, "Oh, I don't go to counsel." I'm like, the "Best thing you I mean, you got a golf coach, right? You got a tennis coach." Yeah, you, you got, got a fitness coach, you got all of that. Best thing you could do is get uh, some uh, uh, psychological training. Focus on things like the Road Less Travel, which is a book by M. Scott Peck. Oh, I, you know, I, I've read that book two times. I, I like you already. It's one of my favorite books ever, and it really changed my life. And the funny mm -hmm. part about people who read the Road Less Travel by M. Scott Peck, the original one, yeah, you learn about what the book is about in the very beginning, but you know if they haven't read it. Because you know yes. they don't know the most important part of the book. And yes. then once you understand that part, it isn't as difficult as you think it is. Yes. Yeah, that's oh that's wonderful. So uh, is the is the app going to be a resource too? Like it, are, if someone needs mental help, are they going to be able to find a therapist there? What's, what's it going to be like in terms of navigating through oh, it? Good point. Good point. We're doing an MVP, um, which will start with like a place to share, express yourself, uh, a place to hear videos. We're going to have celebs on there, experts that can help you. And then we're going to have coaches. So we're, we're going to do referral out to therapists, but we're going to have finance coaches, uh, mental coaches, spiritual coaches, all kinds of coaches, real estate, business coaches, everything. That's our thing to have coaches. So I was, and we're going to work out. I was invited in the very early stages of something called Clubhouse. Um, okay. 
I think I was, I was like a couple hundred people on it in the beginning, and uh, a bunch of us who does do some talking uh, were on it, and it's gotten big now. But it's kind of like a clubhouse for uh, mental health. Mental health. Yep. Oh, I think that'll be pretty popular. Are you gonna Are you gonna let the individual? I mean, the problem when you make an app, and I'm familiar with this, is you kind of come up with all these ideas, and you want them all, but you got to go with that MVP thing, right? Because if you don't get it out there, it's not out there. There, there you have it. There you have it. And so it's analysis paralysis. You just have to get it out there. And, and you that's what and you overdo it, and you like have all these new ideas, and you want to put them in the in the app. But you gotta just launch it and then keep adding and iterating and iterating and iterating. How you know of, you need to be on my team. How Look, big, you how, get it. how big of a team do you have right now? Um, probably about fifteen. And, and and are you guys doing app development internally? Or are you are you externally app development? What are you doing? No, we're doing both outsourcing and internal. You know, it's I mean it's costly. You know, it's costly, and you have to spend money on marketing. And you know, look, I'm I'm uh. One of the first, I mean, or the first, you know, black tech founders of something like this. And it's costly, you know, so it's basically with apps, you have to fundraise and you have to launch and fundraise and launch and you have to keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. Yes. Yeah, it is a it is a it is a uh, it is a um, technology is ever evolving. But I, I mean, this is something I think would be exciting. I. Uh, hopefully, let us know. We'll, uh, we're going to put a link to obviously everything we can about you, and when it launches, we're happy to promote it. We don't. I don't have the following you do. I mean, you uh, seem to have a, lot, a big following, but I think about six or seven hundred thousand people follow me, and uh, and I'm a big proponent of mental health and and, and helping people that way. So I, I have actually an Alzheimer's company going public uh, next month. Uh, we filed for oh, an wow. IPO in, in January, and I you know I'm very familiar with mental health and in my case I'm focused on neurological and degenerative mind diseases um so I, I think it's a big deal I want to do uh talk about I did uh, the the presidential award now did you get to go to the White House or what did you do for this presidential award how did this go down you know um because I coach a lot of celebs and a lot of politicians I mean whom I can't disclose uh you know it was one that you know, I had gotten nominated for. I was very, very shocked, um, but extremely happy. You know, look when you when you're when you love what you do, it's not a job, right? It's what I do. So you know, and people recognize what I do. Like I'm passionate. Like I said, I I am a vessel. It's what I've always wanted to do: um, coach people and help them, motivate them to be their best self. Most people live with limitations. I help people live with possibilities. Was it weird for you though? Was because it was a lifetime achievement award, was it not? Yeah. But you didn't feel like, well, I'm not done yet, right? So I was. Like, I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not I done yet. Like, yeah, you get it. I got to keep going and going and going and going. Yes. So besides the app and uh, the warrior coach, what do you do for fun? Ooh, I like to travel. Well, I write. I have a book um, that's out now, Unstoppable Warrior Woman. Um, it's on Amazon. It's on all, you can get it anywhere. It's called Unstoppable Warrior Woman. It, it's a book about 40 women sharing their stories of life, tragedy, support, love, everything going up and down, up and down through life, but in the end, hope. So I'm on my, I'm on my third book. So I, I like to write, but I love to travel. That's what I love. I like seeing the world. 
I love to see the world. Do you spend any time in, do you ever come to Vegas at all? You know, I do. I was thinking about coming to Vegas for Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> My girlfriend's birthday. Oh, nice. You know, that's a, uh, that's a wonderful weekend. I'm actually going to the Indy 500. The first time I've been back in, in a while, but I'd love to meet you in person and introduce you to some of the people here. We have, you know, there's a lot of uh, social media people here in Vegas. Uh, I know a couple of people that would love your story. Did you ever, have you ever been on it in Bradley's podcast? No. Oh, I think you should be on a lot more. It's funny. It's, 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 please, it's a, please introduce me. I would love to. Oh, Thank I'm going to introduce you for sure. I'm going to introduce you for <laughs> sure. So is there, now that COVID is kind of winding down, or at least it feels like it's winding down. Will you be on any speaking tours at all? Do you speak on a regular yeah, basis? Yeah, you know what's so funny? Um, I, I've gotten like five engagements already that's coming up in August and September. So I could tell it's coming back. You know what I mean? Like people are now calling. I mean, look, I used to go and speak like three, four times a week. Really? On a plane in Chicago, in Vegas, in LA, in Miami, in DC. I mean, you know, Live events are coming back, so I'm thankful for that. So now I'm really excited. I mean, I, I get energy from helping people reach their goals, be their best selves, motivating them, get out of their head and live in their heart and reach their goals, like be the best that they can be. Is I get I get joy from that. Is a lot of your coaching one-on-one -on -one or do you do it in a group setting? Like, you know, you see a lot of these people, uh, I talked about Bradley who owns Lightspeed. He's got a lot of people like Tony Robbins and uh, Damon John and a bunch of trainers that are on his programs that have tools and modules that they can learn from. And maybe they can't be with you, but they can they can hear you talk in a format where they can learn from you. Do you coach only one-on-one -on -one or do you have any courses? No, 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 no. I do both. I do one-on-one. -on -one, I do group. I mean, I can go from one-to-one, one-to-a-thousand. I mean, I do stadiums, whatever. I mean, you know, whatever the group setting, whatever you need, I will be there. Wow. Yeah. One thing that I, I deal with, and I'm the executive chairman of the company on the New York Stock Exchange, and I noticed that you being the CEO of a private company, we're having really a hard time. You know, the government is mandating certain things. Like in California, you have to have a woman on your board. And I want you to know we searched hard to find a woman that would even give us the time to come on our board. I wonder if you want, if you can talk about why you think it's okay. So there's, there's this issue with trying to um, legislate like the way a board is comprised. Yeah. And I understand why I really do understand that there are a lot of boards where they're all men, especially public companies. But I wondered you being a CEO, how hard, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind, I'm being selfish. I'm like, hey, you know, African-American woman who's smart and a CEO, I got five boards of directors that will want her because we can't find people that will want to do it. And I wonder really? what it is very difficult. Well, I, let I, me tell you why. Let me tell you why. And, and, and I coach a lot of women and, and you know what it is because they think that the environment won't be uh, – you know, sort of productive and and open, right? I mean, when you come on a board, five or six men, you know, you know what I mean? And I think it's in their head. I say, do it. Stop judging it. Do it. You don't know how it's going to be, right? You know, look, let's be clear. We have gone through 
a time where women are finally getting their chance to sort of speak and come out and and be open about things. So it, it's hard to for them to open up. Look, I, I love working with men. I'm like, bring me on. Hey, if you need a woman, call me. I mean, seriously, you know, someone just asked me to be on their board. It, it's 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 the only way to start opening the doors is stop being afraid. It's the only way to start taking a step every day. Careful, careful what you careful what you offer because I will tell you in my universe, an African American woman who's smart, educated. Uh, I know you went to Syracuse. And I went to NYU for a master's. Yeah. I know you did. I know you did. But Syracuse, uh, I'm a big basketball fan, so I'm a fan of, of Syracuse. And so is uh, one of my one of the guys who I work with, Jason, who went to Syracuse undergrad. What do you What do you make of you have a unique You have a unique, uh, you know, amazing perspective. I'm sure as a CEO, a woman, African American, um, a father that was effectively the first millionaire in D.C., which I love that story. What yeah. do you make of all the, what happened in the past and what we're changing today? And it, it, my home state of California, where I lived for 45 years, changed the name of the school of Abraham Lincoln because the people there in California said he didn't free the slaves fast enough. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I know these topics are hot topics. I don't want to be part of them. I'm, I'm like straight up politically neutral. But I wondered from your perspective... Do you think it's going too far or not far enough? Or, or is there middle ground? What, what do you think about what happened with the orange men? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's a, it's a big answer to a question. You know, and, and I like it. Uh, change was coming and change had to come, right? I mean, right. No, no matter what. I mean, we were, I mean, come on. We've been in a time where, I mean, Let's be clear. Black men were getting killed on a daily and nothing was happening. I mean, we're in times where with the Me Too movement, I mean, women were getting sexual harassed and nothing was happening. Now, I don't like anything going overboard. Right. I, I'm, I, I like to see things as a coach. I step outside of it. And I always and, and I always tell my CEOs and my clients. Right. Even as a CEO, step outside of it and look inside. Now, I think change should happen, but, but I also think our history is our history too, Right. you know, but, but I think we, we do have to be accountable for things that we've done. You know, I, I I'm sorry. You can't go on, uh, you know, sexually abusing, killing, raping, murdering. I mean, all of that stuff and sort of just push it under the comforter. You know, we, we really have to wake up. You know, this year in 2020, we woke up. America and the world had to wake up. It was a time for us to rethink, reassess, reorganize everything in our lives. And during that downtime, you know, skeletons came out. Yeah. Things came out. I could see that. I mean, I understand the Harvey Weinstein thing for sure. I mean that is a uh, predatorial behavior when in a position of power kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, some dramatic events, though. I mean, don't you? Don't you? One of the things I was talking to someone about recently was everything's an extreme now. Like it's extremely this way, 
or it's extremely that way. Don't you kind of want something in the middle? I mean, I yeah, do. Yeah, it's starting to get too much. And, and I even feel like that even with politics. I mean, come on, you guys. Why can't you have an opinion? You could be a Republican with an opinion, opinion, a Democrat, and we get along. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, even it was crazy with these masks, right? I mean, hey, it, it's a pandemic out there. I mean, it, it is a pandemic. Wearing a mask is not Democrat. I mean, not wearing a mask is Republican. It's saving your life. Like, let's just stop with the whole over-dramatizing everything, right? You know what I mean? It's just amateur dramatics. It is an interesting scenario, though. I saw, a, you know, I'm sure clearly it was probably a conservative saying this, but um, I saw uh, like a little, I don't know, kind of video of, you know, in, in the on the on the Democratic side in terms of abortion, my choice, my body, but on the vaccinated side, kind of not my choice. You got to get the vaccine. That's by the way, that's not my politics. That's something I saw. I've yeah. actually, I'm actually fully vaccinated. Uh, I think. I'm such a believer in modern medicine that I have a totally different perspective. But if you if you do listen to some of the other side, they talk about how poorly the government has treated people. And African-Americans were treated, especially the Stiggy Airmen and some of the people out of World War II, were treated and lied to by the government and, and, and injected with things that they shouldn't have been treated with and treated a certain way. So you've got to have a healthy skepticism but now it's one extreme or the other i wonder you know what you think we're going to do to navigate this 2021 about 145 days into the biden administration does it does it is it on your mind or do you just go about your day being a warrior coach and kind of telling people this is all going to happen anyways what do you think about that no i mean i look at everything because you know I have my hands in a lot of things because people want me to be a part of their companies or help them and things like that. I mean, look, the good thing is that we're growing and we're learning and things are coming to the forefront, right? You know, we we have woke up. I mean, social media has been the death of us and the best thing ever, right? Right. You know, it's been too much and overbearing, but it's where we are waking up, where we're getting knowledge and we're getting information. I have a daughter who's a young executive at Amazon, and I can tell you she would, she will love you. And I wondered, uh, when you were younger, growing up, did you always know you were going to be a CEO? Did you like? Did you know what you wanted to do at a young age? If you're talking to a young woman now, yeah. you know, fifteen to twenty years old, did you know what you wanted to do? Did you always know, or when did it develop? You know, I think because my father was a CEO and my father was like the first millionaire in D.C., it meant something. He kept getting awards. He like built the Dulles Toll Road. He built a Hilton. So him coming from Gilbert, Louisiana, with eight brothers and sisters living in a two bedroom house, two bedroom, um, and him wanting more, it made me want more. It made me say there's no stopping me. Right. It made me. Why should I play small? Why should I dim my light? Why should I pay play average? I'm not average at all. And so I'm not going to play average. And what I tell young women, because I coach them too, uh, don't play average. Live out your dreams. Don't stop and don't be afraid. Fear is just false evidence appearing real. That's it. Wow. No, I'm going to explain to you real quick. We're rolling yet. 
there's a reason for it. 